Previously on The Shaded Podcast. Today, we're talking about something which hasn't been really getting much coverage until this last year, um, but I think it's good for us to touch on it. It's called colorism. Now, Vish, can you tell the folks who don't know what colorism is, you know, what it's about? Yeah, sure. Um, so, colorism is basically prejudice against people with a darker skin tone. It is something that affects a lot of people's lives. Um, to an extent where it doesn't just um, affect their marriage prospects um, or dating, it also affects the their career. Definitely. So if somebody's constantly saying to you, you're darker than the rest, so you're probably not going to be successful or have lovely kids or have any of this or get married Mental. just because of your skin tone, you're eventually going to start believing those things. So... The point I'm trying to make is that actually it's not even a point. It's more of a my own statement towards this. I think, you know, if anyone is out there and they think it's OK to judge someone because of their skin tone, let alone their race, but their skin tone as mm. well. They can just go and fuck themselves fuck themselves themselves. themselves. <laughs> You're listening to The Shaded Podcast, where we talk about myths, misconceptions, and things that matter. I'm your host, Fuzz. And I'm Vish. How you doing? I'm good, man. How you mean? It's been so long. Dude, season two is here. Don't don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. I'll cut that out. (laughs) Um, So anyway, listen, obviously we, we did the last four episodes and things went really, really well with that. And... Now we're back for season two. This is really, really exciting. And we've got a hell of a lot of good things coming coming our way. Yes, we do. We do indeed. But before that, Vish, tell us how you've been. Mate, I've been busy. I've been super busy. And also, I need a holiday. I need a holiday. <laughs> Even though we've had this break from our season and our podcast. But it's you need, you need that break. You need a bit of sun. Maybe uh, the next episode will be coming to you from another part of the world. No, it's still going to be in Coventry. Okay, see, I was trying to like get myself. Yeah, no, let's be real. Day. Like, it ain't going to happen. It ain't going to happen. <laughs> put it down as a business trip. <laughs> hey, where you been, man? What you been up to? Uh, me, I've been busy uh, with a lot of the graphics work that I was doing. Uh, I've got a lot of projects going on. Um, I think previous season we talked about me and me writing my book. I've been busy yes. with that, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I can say I'm almost ready to. Uh, Get it out there. Just a few more edits, and the novel should be out there for people to read. It's a novel. Yes, it's a novel, dude. A novel. Can you get an audio book? Because I don't like reading. Yeah, if you're gonna do the audio book, if you're gonna be reading it, yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> then I, then I'll listen. Then I'll listen. So, okay. So obviously, the last last few episodes that we did were fantastic, and we the first one that we ever did was about colorism. And if you remember, that one was our. Ep- in fact, the listeners will probably know the first episode sounded like it was the first episode because we'd never done it before. Mm. You know, it was just a conversation which ended up being a podcast. Yeah, it wasn't intended to be No, it turned out. So we were very green. We're not saying we're professionals now, but honestly, we were very, very green then. So I think I'm a professional. Speak for yourself, yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The episodes that we've done before, we've, we've actually had a lot of positive feedback from and and this is why we've come back. Mm-hmm. This is why we've come back from season two and we've actually got a lot of exciting things to talk about. Actually, today's going to be 
very very exciting and uh, and we've been honored to actually have a special guest with us today yes we have yes we have and may i have the honor to introduce her oh go go for it yeah. go for it it is a pleasure guys to introduce our guest first guest for season two wait 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 uh, no i just wanted to mess that up a bit carry on <laughs> thanks <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I was like going on the floor. And You're in an element. Now I just wanted to throw you off. Go for it. <laughs> I have the pleasure to introduce to you, Pippa Hughes. Hey, Pippa. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. How are you guys? We're good. Really thank good. you. How are you? I'm really good, thank you. You just caught me literally just before I'm going back to Mumbai, so you're very lucky, but I feel like I'm also lucky too, so there we go. Oh, take me to Mumbai with you. I want a holiday. You can, if you can fit in my suitcase, can you, you can squeeze into a, a suitcase. It depends. I'm five foot three, so I can definitely fit into a suitcase. So that's my holiday box. Oh, that's a definite. <laughs> yeah. Took my place. He took my place. So how's life treating you, Pippa? Really good, thank you. So good, just just manically busy. I know, like you guys have been saying, "Oh, come on up podcast." And I'm like, "Yeah, absolutely," but I'm like, I have no idea when. But we've managed to find time, and this is great. And I'm I'm really happy to be here. So, so are we, yes, yeah. so are we. So you're flying out to Mumbai soon, did you say? Yeah, literally just a couple of days. I'm just waiting for my visa, and I'm off to do another film. So very very busy at the moment but um it's been a long time coming i haven't shot anything for about a year and a half two years obviously with covid i just haven't shot anything so So i'm nervous i'm I'm actually nervous about this one it's like back to it traveling itself is going to be a whole new experience now isn't it because compared to what it was before the pandemic it was Uh, you know i'm nervous that i'm gonna i'm gonna get there because the first time i ever went to mumbai i left my suitcase in delhi and I got picked up by a driver that I'd never met before and I was just like, what, where am I, what am I doing and where am I going? I was completely lost and ran out of Wi-Fi on my phone and it was a bit of a nightmare. So I'm hoping this time I can kind of plan ahead with the COVID stuff and not be in a similar situation of like hanging about for COVID tests and stuff, but we'll see. It is what it is, isn't it? You can't avoid it. Of course it, it so is, yeah. But fingers crossed for you, fingers crossed for you there. Thank you. <laughs> for people who don't know, Pippa Hughes is actually an actress, a dancer, and she has featured in a lot of Bollywood movies um, and a few uh, serials as well, am I correct? You are correct, yes. A few little things I've dibbled and dabbled in, so uh, yeah. Well, you're saying little things. Uh, I have to just give a little background. Uh, I uh, was watching a show on Amazon Prime. Yeah, I watched it. <laughs> not sponsored, by the way. Uh, Amazon's not sponsoring this podcast, trust me. Uh, and I came across a show called Shaitan Haveli, which means the Devil's Mansion. Shaitan and Pippa starred in that show and it was actually one of the hand hand and heart one of the most funniest serials I've seen on Amazon Prime and that's where I found Pippa followed on Instagram and then we were talking and you know here we are with the podcast it's amazing how things work out isn't it it was just meant to be <laughs> clearly um no clearly. that that Kate Havelli was amazing honestly amazing I'm so glad you guys watched it we had so much fun shooting that so um yeah <laughs> I have to admit I did I did crack up on quite a lot of parts especially when when you turn around to this guy who's asking you if you're the Raja and and you were like am I the yeah. Raja and he's like no definitely not 
(laughs) 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 That show is hilarious. It's like a parody, for those who don't know about it, it's basically a parody of all the 70s, 80s horror movies we watched as kids, you know, uh, Indian horror movies. And it's just a mishmash of that, and it's just such a funny take on it. Like, my favourite part has to be when you're doing the magical Wi-Fi with the um, the demon, and he's, like, talking to Oboa. What did you think of that? I think they're really scared. And it just made, it just made me laugh. It's like, you're, you're still on. You know, this is what we've been doing over Zoom, over pandemic. This is what we've been doing. We can still hear you. No, your camera's upside down. And it, yeah, it, it really yeah. cracked me up. <laughs> I just remember as we were doing it, um, the first day, literally, they were like, oh, first scene, um, you're going to come out in a bikini out of a pool. And I was like, brilliant. Bring it on. Let's get the slow-mo <laughs> in there. Let's go for it. So, yeah. <laughs> and if I remember correctly, you had a lollipop in your mouth as well. Yeah, lollipop in the mouth. That's how it goes. So uh, I cracked yeah. up because I was like, did you find that lollipop in the pool or was it given to you beforehand? I thought, what timing? <laughs> Yeah, it was just like a little kid from the day before. It was stuck to the bottom of the pool, and I just got picked off. Beautiful, beautiful. There's a plaster on here. I'll yeah. just peel that off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, what a great effect for the film! Let's go. <laughs> so I'm really curious, right? What made you get into the Bollywood industry, and how did you get into the Bollywood industry? Oh my gosh, it's it's such a um, a random thing. So. I, I mean, to be honest, there is there is a story behind it. I was not very good at dance college. I was kind of one of the weaker ones. Um, and I was just trying and trying and trying. And I really, really wanted to prove myself and to make everyone think that I would, you know, I could make it too. I could be good. I could be a dancer too. Because um, right from when I was about 10, I went to see a Kylie Minogue concert. And I saw her backing dancers. And I was like, I want to do that. I want to be a dancer. So trying to be a dancer and... Um, I was applying for so many jobs and I was going to so many auditions in London and I just wasn't getting anything and I was like, maybe they were right, maybe I'm rubbish and, you know, and your head goes through all these things. And um, and then I just thought, I, I started applying online for different things abroad as well and then there was a girl leaving a contract in Mumbai as a backing dancer um, and she asked if I wanted to take her place and I said, yeah, absolutely, get me out of the UK, let me prove myself, let's give this a go and... Um, yeah, a couple of months in, and I started doing a bit of acting work as well. And uh, I left that one agent, and I joined a different agency, and I started having Hindi classes, and I started taking acting classes out there, and um, yeah, and just kept auditioning. And I mean, there's very little kind of English people out there, and I think with the English Indian history that we do have um, between our countries, I think it was kind of there was a lot of storylines where they wanted like English, an English actress, but then I thought managed to niggle my way into those little slots so um yeah really lucky i guess bit of luck you always need a bit of luck on your side so yeah i've noticed on your instagram profile it really cracked me up known as julie julia and jane or jennifer yeah and jane and i was like what yeah that's when i watched the show and i was like ah julia (laughs) that's the main thing (laughs) and not and not to forget being called fruit a lot of the time so hey fruit, Hello, fruit. Yeah. <laughs> come on fruit we're My going fruit. out <laughs> <laughs> oh yes and Heyman who I shot that with he the actor um, he was absolutely fabulous and I shot um, 
the band Sambalke, the remake. Yes, um, I watched that show when I was well. a kid, the original one. Did you? And when I saw the new one yeah. was coming out, and this is after after uh, watching Shetana Veli, and I was like, hold on, is that is that Julia from Shetana Veli? And I checked up, and I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but. yeah. That was such a shame though, because that that show, I think we only did a couple of episodes, and then they sort of pulled the show, so. Um, I mean, it was pretty, um, the humour was a little bit intense, I think, for the majority of, of audiences. So that's kind of where I think it fell down a bit. But, um, but it was really fun to shoot and everyone was lovely, so we had a good time anyway. Of course. How has uh, your experience been so far with the whole shooting abroad? Like, I understand that you go out, but then you come back home as well. Yeah, so I didn't used to. I used to go and stay out in Mumbai for like six months at a time. Um, but I mean, I'm I'm getting older now. I'm actually 27. I hate to say it, and I feel like I need to set some roots down somewhere. I can't keep flying around all the time. So um... <laughs> you be quiet. I'm gonna cry. I'm actually 27. I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna cry. You're the youngest in, you're youngest in this virtual room right now. You are. <laughs> I hate you, Pippa. Even, even though I don't look like it. I think I, it's different for girls. Though. We have a bit of a body clock, you know, and I'm, it is on my mind, and I do want to settle, and I do have a lovely Fair boyfriend. Play. So, yeah, we're, we're, we're settled in the UK now, and then I just kind of fly out for the odd thing and come back. So, And I prefer that, because mm-hmm. I've got... You know, I, I suffered so much with major culture shock before where you're kind of, the shift between the different cultures was so huge that you just, I was all over the place mentally. I was like, am I in India? Am I, am I in England? What am I doing? Well, so, funny yeah. thing you say that is because I went to India about um, two years ago. And obviously from an Indian culture, Indian background, yet it was a huge culture shock for me as well. And it was, it was it's a surreal experience because I was like, oh, Wow, it is very different from Leicester. I always thought Leicester was like the equivalent of India in the UK. It is. Uh, but don't you find that, like, as an Asian or an Indian lad from the UK going over to, to India, mm-hmm. they know you're not from there. Oh, God, straight away. They know. It's like they've got like this radar which says, <laughs> like, my man's from the UK. No, no. And they know. This is a funny thing. I went, I went out with my dad. He's like, come on, I'll show you around the area. I was like, great. And then... We went to get, we went to a tea stall and there was a guy standing there, hand be, hands behind his back and he was just looking at me while so I was like, my dad had known this guy and I was talking to him and he kept on looking at me and I looked at him, I'm like, hey, and he's like, where, where from? And I was like, uh, UK, you, I'm that bad. And then I was like, how does he know? <laughs> but to be fair, I was wearing like a t-shirt and short jeans and everybody else was wearing like a proper collar shirt and trousers so i think that's what it might have been to be honest it could be yeah. it could be it, it's it's really noticeable i still remember when i was younger and i went to to india the first time and i was wearing shorts and on the shorts you know you have the little string which tightens it around the waist yeah it, it was on nara. the outside oh okay. yeah the nara yeah yes. it's on the outside they took the piss out of me i was like why are they taking the piss out of me for and they're like ripping me and they were like yeah that should be on the inside i was like firstly i don't know what they were saying it was only when somebody then stopped me and stopped me in english and said that thing should be on the inside. I was like, nah, this is how it should be. And they ripped me for that. I'll never forget that. I was 10. <laughs> oh, poor bitch got ripped. Got dug into that. It's old. Oh. And the worst thing is, this is while still playing football. And oh. I 
I'm rubbish at football, but I was the only one that knew how to play because I don't know if you've seen kids play football in India. There is no defence, there's no strike, there's no midfield. It's just full on it's attack. Just, everyone goes to the ball. It's just everyone's like piling in. It's like football crossfit rugby. Yeah. It's mad. It's absolutely mad. Anyway, we've completely digressed. And this so, is what we do really well. Um, <laughs> yeah. Today we're discussing a topic which we already have spoken about in the first ever episode of the first season. Um, and that topic is colorism. Now, for those who don't know, colorism is when you judge a person by the shade of their skin. It's very similar to racism. However, colorism is more about how dark you are or how fair you are and being judged or having a prejudice towards somebody like that. Now, we discussed about uh, what we've experienced, but we thought, you know, bringing on our guest, Pippa, it'd be interesting to see your experience, Pippa, uh, with colorism, if you actually came across it, if you have, how it was. Uh, so, Pippa, yeah, first question is, have you come across colorism? Um, yes, I have. Um, I think, I hate sort of coming with a big sweeping comment. I think it's probably not the best because everybody will have their own opinions, but I think um, it is everywhere, you know. It's, it's part of kind of ingrained in, in human nature a little bit from, from history, and I think we can't ever seem to get away from it, but I hope that that we do, um, but no, one one instance which really kind of stuck, stuck, stuck with me, um, my English is terrible, who'd have thought I'm English? Um, uh, yeah, is a lovely girl who I danced with who was absolutely brilliant and I used to, I couldn't keep my eyes off her, she was just incredible. Um, and I remember asking her, she was Indian, and I asked her one day, I said, oh, you know, you're so fabulous, why do you not stand up front and, you know, why are you not in front of everyone? And, and and you know the leading dancer of this because you're incredible and um she sort of looked at me and she said well well of course not because i'm dark i i have to go back and i was like and, and it, i didn't really understand it back then because i was a bit like well what's she on about of course she can go to the front if she wants to because that's never something that crossed my mind that you you know yeah. if, you're, if your skin's too dark you can't stand in the front but I think maybe that was just the nature of Bollywood and I hope eventually it will change but you know she definitely hope, yeah. felt that she couldn't stand up front and dance in the front because of her skin tone was and like it, it, already... it was actually quite sad. Was she when she said that was she like very blasé about it or was she like 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 very much Was it kind of like normal to her? That's what I'm trying to ask. Yeah, yeah. it was it was kind of like it was normal but I think that's what shocked me a little bit cuz I was like what do you mean? Like, do you not do you not want to? And she was like, Oh no, I'd love to. Like, I'd absolutely love to. But she said, I'm going to aim to be more of an assistant choreographer than of like a leading dancer. Um, wow. And I just thought, Oh, you know, that's a shame for her. Yeah. Because she was so good. It was kind of wasted talent, I guess. Yeah. And you think of like all the talent that isn't shown just because of someone's skin tone, they feel like they can't stand up the front and go See, for it. You know? I was just going to say that that's just one person. So how how many other people are feeling the same? Exactly. Whether it be whether it be dancing or whether it be acting or even if it's just an office job, mm-hmm. you know, how many people feel like that? Well, that's it. It's like we 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 like we have discussed colorism before, but the fact that it affects somebody's career progress, you know, like for me personally, my career is something very special. Uh, I, I want to try and get the best out of my career that I can, but. When you said this um, girl, she was like resigned to the fact that she wasn't going to make it to the front 
as a leader. That's yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know anyone that doesn't strive for the, the top of their game, you know? Like, everybody's course, right? trying to do the best they can. And I think for her to think, well, the best I can do is to be an assistant choreographer and not lead, is, yeah, that, that definitely stuck with me as a, as a thing, as a, as a strong colorism thing, yeah. Colorism seems to be something that's been slithering in the shadow of our society, going unnoticed and people just accepting it as a norm. Episode one, we discussed how we had experienced it, not firsthand, but experienced people experiencing colorism. I should reword that. We experience how we. What do I say? Put your teeth in. Yeah. Isn't it sad when bad things happen to good sentences? So we, were t- we discussed our experience with colorism. It may not have been first-hand, but how shocking it was for us. Um, yeah. Especially growing up in Britain. But then mm-hmm. that's the thing. The culture still exists regardless of uh, where you are. But Pippa, like you probably discovered in India, is probably something that's more widespread. Yeah, do you know what it is? Is in India, they're just so much more open about it. Whereas I think here... We, like in England, we kind of grow up, and I mean, especially where I live, there's kind of not many, not much multiculturalism around here. Like everybody's kind of very English and very samey. Mm-hmm. And I think when somebody new comes, it is like, oh, where are you from? You know, and you're interested to know yeah. who they yeah. are and, and what their background is. Um, and I think it's the same in India, but I just love how um, in India they just say things outwardly. I mean, they're the same with everything. You know, if you if you want, <laughs> it's like a zero a filter. Big pimple on your face. Yeah, they're like, oh, you've got a great big pimple. <laughs> same if you know if you go in and, and there's been times when they're like, your skin is so pale. Like I haven't got this color. And you're like, you know, the makeup artists and things. And I think, oh. you know, I always take my own color for face makeup and stuff because I just know they won't have it. Um, and it it's the same. And like when I went to the supermarket once, <laughs> I asked the lady of the supermarket I said do you have any face creams that don't have bleach in them and she oh was god like, no sorry ma'am sorry ma'am this is all we have I was like oh I'm guessing I'm it was not like... going to put bleach on my face I'll be see through what's going on <laughs> hi my name is Pippa Transparent Hughes <laughs> Hughes as in H-U-E-S like Hughes as <laughs> yeah. Do you know what's funny you say that about Zero Filter? One of my friend's relatives, she looked at me and she's like, Oh, you got a beard? I was like, Yeah. You keep <laughs> you keeping it? I was like, Yeah. Oh, shame. I was like, What? Yeah, they just don't give a shit. I'll tell you one as well, right? Yeah. So I every year we always see family and friends and stuff. Um and basically every time I do, there's always some kind of comment which comes along the way of, Oh, hello bitch, you look very good, you know, you like the beard, you're like you're looking very well, but your belly is very fat. Oh god, yeah. I've been told that. Yo and you you're like, yo man I'll come to see you so I can feel good about myself. Now you just make me wanna like, you know, no, jump off a cliff. It's really funny because after, after Ramadan, it's Eid, and you go to people's houses to visit and stuff. And I've got uh, an aunt who does that. And she'd be like, oh, I see someone has not been fasting over Ramadan, have they? And I was like, uh, <laughs> no, but that's not the point. <laughs> I love it. It's a film industry as well. They're like, you need to lose kgs, lose kgs, lose more kgs, lose kgs. I'm like, what is this kgs? Like, it's, come on. <laughs> we work in stones over here, don't we? So we're quite used to that. But when you hear kgs, yeah, I would have re- reacted the same way. So obviously we've been talking about colorism and, and how us as Asians have 
obviously we've experienced it a lot and you've obviously seen it with the the dancer now obviously from you for you, from your own perspective you've come from obviously the western side going into into a bollywood indian side i mean how was that for you in terms of transition did you were you ever discriminated against because of who you are and where you're from oh i don't it's tricky to say because i mean yeah yeah you get biases you get you know a lot of people that want to be your friend who perhaps wouldn't if you were Indian, you know, or you get people that are like, oh, this is my friend because she's from UK. Like, they just want to, yeah, there's a bit of that. And you do have to kind of sift through it a bit as to know who's kind of being honest and not. But I think that you get it anywhere. And I think that it would be the same if I was, you know, coming from a different culture coming here. I think you still get that, oh, you know, I, I've got this friend from Dubai or I've got this friend from wherever I think people like to be multicultural now because it is very kind of the way we're moving and, and people like that image you know that kind of oh I, I know people all over the world um yeah. so I think there's, there's that anywhere but I think colorism wise I think yes there is there is a bit of discrimination but not in a bad way I've never felt it in a bad way I think the only time I felt it in a bad way is sometimes you know you get looks from um, guys and things, but like, I think you'd get that in the UK as well. If you if you meet those types of people, mm. you know it depends on the circles you're in and and who you're passing. So, but yeah, there's there's a lot a lot of that really. But it's always good. It's always you know they always want to help you and be kind to you and be your friend and yeah, it's always so that's good. a positive so, way yeah. of it. Yeah, much more positive. Yeah, yeah, than yeah, the side. yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So there's just yeah, there's just things around about so, with it. So yeah. yeah. Well, it's it's interesting because um, we, we we discuss you know talking about uh, was it bleaching creams or whitening creams like they call them? Yeah, we discussed yeah. this in the previous episode, and we were looking. We did. We looked at an ad uh, for a company which has these creams. Today, my colleagues asked me, "Hey, what's happened to the Shaded Podcast?" And I was like, "Oh, funny you say that. We're actually recording tonight, and we're going to talk about colorism again. We've got a special guest." And they're like, oh, okay. And they're like, do you know you were talking about the ad? Can you show it to us? And I showed it to them. And they, they were so surprised with the whole thing because we're all in marketing. We know how video editing works. And they were like, they made that model darker through After Effects or Premiere Pro and then just made it lighter again. And it's like, yeah. And it's such a surreal experience that I, I saw that realization today and I was like, this this is exactly what I mean. Well, it's good so... to say that because the mouse just ran across my kitchen floor. <gasps> Literally, I was like half listening and then I saw this little mouse. We live in the middle of the countryside and it's like going to winter and little mouse come in and it just like, yeah. And I was like, ah, I wanted to scream, but I was like, don't scream, don't scream, don't scream. You, want you know what? I would have loved it. We could have kept that in. That would have been wicked. <laughs> <laughs> He's just run off. Is it, is it a country mouse so, and a city yeah. mouse? Was that Tale of Two Cities? Oh, yes. Do you remember <laughs> yes, that? It was. Oh. It was. Put the mic near the mouse. See what he has to say about colorism. Oh, God. I think he just like, I'm scared in case he runs over my, my arm or something. I don't know. <laughs> but I knew there was something because we had a little hole in a bit of pasta and I was like, there's definitely a mouse that's coming. There's definitely a mouse. And I've just seen him. Oh, it's because it was quiet. That's why. <laughs> I've just got you guys on my headphones, so yeah. Oh, we don't have any pets here, so I feel like I should, yeah, I should keep it as a little pet. I will oh, do it. Let, podcast pet. Let it run up your shoulder yeah. and stuff. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> oh, do you want, here's a random thing. 
I was working and I had to have something in the background and I watched David Blaine swallow a frog and then regurgitate it back out. And yeah, that's oh! just dumb. Yeah. So I'm wondering what yes. he does. I hope he doesn't have like a cat or a dog or something. It's like, here, Fluff, come here, come here. Oh. Yeah, that's oh just plain God, nasty. Why would you do that? <laughs> no, no you could do it with anything else, but mm-hmm. why a frog? Weirdo. Um, Anyways. Uh, yes. Yeah, so going back onto the topic of bleaching creams and stuff. Um, yeah. We've never seen these sort of creams in the UK. Well, I say that. There are some. I recently, yeah, I recently discovered a shop that was actually selling these bleaching creams, which are completely illegal in the UK, by the way. And they were selling it, and they were open. I'm not kidding. They had full-on banners over there. I wanted to ask you about the advertising that you've seen in India. Um, Is there any sort of? Have you seen any sort of colorism or discrimination about who gets to be on the big billboards? Yeah, I mean, you always get the funniest thing as well, actually. It's, uh, I got um, cast in, a, in a, a whitening cream thing, and you just think... Really? The, your cream has had no effect on me. You can't... This is what annoys me so much, is that they just use people that are already how they want, and they say, look what you can look yeah. like if you use this. Yeah. And it's like, none of it's true. And, yeah, I just... I hate it. I wish that people just kind of promoted more, like what they were like naturally and were just mm-hmm. happy with that I mean I do say that but I have spoken to my partner a bit about wanting plastic surgery which uh, he's like no no don't get it so I'm aware that maybe it just depends on your influences as you're growing up as well but yeah. absolutely um, I do think we need more people that are natural you know more yeah. people that are just like this is how it is to be beautiful as you are because that's actually where inner confidence comes from you know yeah. and yeah people and inner happiness as well oh my gosh it's all about happiness so these these creams aren't going to make anyone happy but they advertise as if they will and it's like what's going on but i'm glad that it's illegal in the uk i'll give you some a little similar to to the uh the the skin tone issue so when i start first getting vitiligo the amount of people that were saying use this cream use that cream use this cream but ultimately what it did did for me because it didn't work it actually made me feel 10 times worse so yeah. to the point where I was like, you know what, I'm just going to accept it as, as what it is. And I even had um, one of my old school teachers, he's actually a really good friend of mine now. Um, he approached me in school. He was like, listen, my mother-in-law does skin camouflage. Why don't you try it? If, you, if it helps you, do you want to try it? And I was like, nah, I'm not going to do that because that's not who I am. This is who I am. And by that point, like my family must have spent thousands on different medications, different creams, homeopathy, um, all of it, Ayurvedic, um, and obviously the, the normal NHS creams like the steroid creams, etc. And none of it worked. And I found myself going further and further back into myself because it wasn't working. So it's almost like it's treated like the whole skin different thing is, is just treated as, you know, as not not okay or you have to do something to fix yeah. it like yeah. need, nothing needs fixing what are you on about everybody's different in their own way so yeah well, that's it I, like yeah, we all terrible. know um, of Shilpa Shetty actually I read somewhere where she was discussing how when she first tried to make it through into movies she used to get a lot of rejection because they said she was too dark um, but if you look at her now she's, she's really fair exactly well not even yeah. really fair it's the fact that she's like one of the biggest Bollywood superstars out there and I think everybody in the UK knows the name Shilpa Shetty 
as well. Oh, well, she was um, a big brother as well, yeah, exactly, so yeah. that brought her in here as well, yeah. It just shows that stark contrast. And if somebody had said no to her in the very beginning and she never got a break, we would not have her. Um, also, it shows a lot of tenacity, you know, sometimes yeah. you've just got to keep going regardless of what people say. But this is the thing it's, it's should it be fair for somebody to work twice as hard to just get half as far just because of something as trivial as the colour of the skin? Yep, this goes back to racism as well. It's exactly the same thing. Well, that's exactly it. Exactly the same thing. Yeah. It's, colorism is the little sister of racism. Um, yeah. Lupita Nyongo has said it's that. Such a, it's such a fine line as well. And, like, it, yeah, I, oh, God, I just can't believe how hard, you know, she worked to get there. And you just think that should have been, you know, you just, if you're that talented, you just get the first role you go for. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Of course. Look, I'm still sorry. I'm still reeling back from the fact that a, a skin bleaching company approached you for this. Um, yeah, it's, it's like hold the up. worst part of it as well is I was with an agent at the time who decided what I did because I was under their visa and their contract. So I had to go and shoot this this advert, and I remember just thinking, what on earth is going on? Like this is not right. But. Um, yeah, I was contracted in to do it. I couldn't not, but I definitely would have chosen no, not to if I'd have had the freedom. I think there were things like that which made me go freelance um, and step away from the control of different agents. Because mm. you just think, why are you putting me forward for this just for money? Like, it's not helping anyone. It's not achieving anything. It's That's just... it. Yeah. Because they have to make yeah. their money as well, don't they? You have to do it just because you're obligated to do it you're under contract and agencies aren't gonna not as be as um, specific as you would yes yeah. i am yeah especially because they were indian agents growing up in that culture as mm. well so i think they were like oh it's fine it's just a fair it's just cream you know mm. advert or whatever so if anything, yeah it's like it's but almost it's... like a i'm imagining it's more like a milestone it's like hey you made it into these kind of ads now uh, yeah Exactly. Yeah. But did they, did yeah. you did you voice your your opinion to them or how you felt to them? Um, we I did speak between the girls because there was me and one other girl and we we talked about it and then the other girls that were on the contract as well we were chatting with them about it. But it's something that you think well I can bring it up but they're not going to say oh it's okay you don't have to go you know yeah. you so still you have to think, do it. What am I achieving by bringing this up? Just mm. get on with it and move on to the next thing you know. But um, but yeah I, I kind of hate the fact that I've been a part of it in a way. But you, sometimes you have to see what you've got to do exactly i think that's what it is though isn't it you've not really got an option you've not got a choice you've kind of been cornered into having to do this because of your contract Mm. and either way if you said no then what happens you know it it could be obviously ruining future opportunities for you as well and i know i get you i completely get you it's just sad Mm. that it has to go that way Mm -hmm. but and and also the fact is that you've got the conscience to actually think behind that and say you know what i don't like this yeah I Which don't well know. Yeah. So, yeah, fair play. Like Priyanka Chopra is a prime example. She did the one of the um, skin bleaching uh, adverts as well, and then literally straight after it, she was like, "I don't know why the hell it did that." She regretted it instantly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then freelance, you're your own boss. Uh, yeah, man. I do freelance. Yeah, design, I mean, but... I still have I I still have my agent that I go out there for with to get a visa and to be out there and to work out there and I work for him. But um, but yeah, I get a lot more choice in, in what I pick and I fly out for certain projects. So I don't have to worry about being told I've got to do any more fair cream adverts. Thank goodness. So yeah. <laughs> yes. So you're going out to you're flying out to do a movie. Yes, it's um it's actually a theory that's um for Alt-Balogy. 
Um, but it's like, you know, habit when you're just, oh, I'm going for a film, I'm going for a film, you're like, actually, wait, no, I'm not going for a series. Why do I keep saying that? But it's just it's such habit that you yeah. just keep saying, like, everyone says that, oh, you're going for a film, yeah, yeah. And then you're like, wait, no, actually, it's a series. <laughs> but it's yeah, a series. it's um, a <laughs> series about biology. Oh, that sounds really so, fun. Are you allowed to say anything about the movie or is it quite, is it under wraps series. at the moment? Um, series. I, I'm See, totally I did it. Honest, and I, I, I hate to admit this, but um, I got told off a little bit by my um, director and some of the assistants and stuff because I'm supposed to go through my script and I haven't yet, so don't tell anyone. But I just need to find some time and I will. So uh, as soon as I get through <laughs> that, I'll be able to talk more about it because I'll know more. But I mean, I am contracted not to say too much, but... Um, Good job I haven't gone through the full script yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that would be published. Yeah, and it's good. And um, the director's lovely. She trained at London Film School, so she's yeah, she's fabulous. I think she's written it alongside them. So, um, but I'm just looking forward to getting out there because she's like, oh, we've got to you know do some workshops and get in the zone and stuff. So I, I'm looking forward to getting out there, seeing my Hindi tutor, getting through the scripts and, and getting on and, and doing it. So. Um, yeah, I'm just super excited. First, first job back after COVID. Woohoo! Well, hey. I was actually quite impressed when you spoke in Hindi in Chitana Valley. Like, what's your Hindi? Sounds hindi? better than my Hindi. Yeah, what's your Hindi? Hold up. Ashwariam, Mitriam, Jagratam, Amamam, Gamamam, Gamamam. I can't quite remember it all. Please do not call this spirit into this call conversation. I don't, I don't think I'm, I'm tired. Yeah. So I can't deal with a demon. Yeah, hang on. I don't even remember what the end of the mantra was. Oh, don't on, tell Baron, he'll be so annoyed with me. <laughs> okay, hang on. We won't um, say anything. How's it go? Right, hang on. I think it goes. Ashwariam, Mitrium, Jagratum, something. Chamamam, gamamam, namamam, ramamam. Dromanashak, Vashibutam. Zombie Manushio. There that's you go. Zombie that's sort of, some of it. Vish, that's you, wicked. You got you got scold. She just spoke in I got Sanskrit. I know, man. I'm Hindu. I can't even speak that. <laughs> oh. Well done, man. That was really. Do, good do, though, so, it. can you understand quite a lot of Hindi? Um, I can understand basic Hindi. Mm-hmm. Uh, although saying that I haven't practiced it in about two years, so uh, that's yeah that's saying something but I did go through some of my voice notes on my iPad the other day and I was really good before so I'm thinking I need to just get back to that standard again um, See, I speak it's easier when you've got a script that you can just learn mm. see I speak Hindi I can't read it or write it but I can definitely speak it this is like me watching Bollywood movies since I was like four years old um, yeah it helps the Bollywood movies oh, help yeah. so much like, but the problem yeah. is I used to watch a lot of Amitabh Bachchan movies, so I yeah. ended up thinking that's how everybody spoke Hindi. So like, Ganami Tamara, and I'm like really deep. And my dad's like, <laughs> was including the women as well. <laughs> like, my dad's like, you're eight years old. What the hell? Why is my eight-year-old sounding like Amitabh Bachchan for? <laughs> and my my eight-year-old sister. Eight-year-old sister. Exactly. I have actually got a little surprise for both of you. Well, oh, I say yeah. surprise. Ooh. I don't think you want this surprise. Um, but it's basically a few questions. Like we usually do a quiz. Oh uh, God, I'm shit quiz. at quizzes. Okay, I'm also really bad. Yeah. This is okay. I'm nervous. I'm not gonna lie. My armpits are sweating. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is my dream of becoming a metabachan from Kanmanega Korupati. And this is me asking you okay. questions. Except I don't have money to give to you. 
um, but I can give points. So okay, I'm yay! Ask, so I'm going to ask you questions in regards to colorism and specifically things people try uh, to try to make the skin whiter. Now I have to put this disclaimer in: um, we do not recommend trying any of these things. Uh, these are just myths. If you do do anything in regards to your skin, please go see a dermatologist or your local GP. So I'm going to give you two options. One is going to be a real skin remedy to make your skin whiter and another is gonna be a fake okay so uh, just to, just to, so you know Pippa when it comes to actually shouting out if you want to say the answer say your name like I'll go Vish and then I'll say my answer so if you get there before okay. me if you say Pippa before me then it's, then you gotta say it okay oh no so, okay is the buzzer is ready come on okay here we Which one of these is a remedy to make your skin whiter? A. Potato juice or B. Chicken dung? Fish! B! Oh, sorry, I forgot to say Pippa. <laughs> sorry, Pippa, Vish got there before you. So, Vish, if you get it wrong, Pippa gets the point. B. I already said what I think. Vish, did you say B? Yes, I did. It's wrong. Hey, potato juice. Oh, yeah, oh. I did that on so Whatever, gets... Pip. Whatever. <laughs> potato juice. Mind games. Yes. Yeah, so what you do, you peel one potato and cut it into very small pieces and then rub the potato pieces on the areas you want to lighten on the skin and then leave it on for about 20 minutes and rinse with lukewarm water. That's I a load of shit. Say, he's got the energy for that. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I have to be honest. Do you honest. know what I mean? I have to be honest, I was told that this was a remedy to try and get rid of spots. And I have done it before. And I'm not kidding. It is... No uh, it is, way! It is the most... So, <laughs> First the new Mr. Potato Head. Well, no, it's the most degrading experience <laughs> I had. Because I, I was in Malawi with my family. I was there for a wedding. And me and my cousin, who is female, we both did it. And then we were like this. And then my uncle comes in, walks into the house. And we both look... And he just looked at us, didn't say a word, and just walked off as if, like, I'm not going to even ask. <laughs> so I've actually done this. Before. Did you, throughout the day, though, Did you, could you, like, still smell the potato? Did you feel like chips? I felt sticky because of the starch from the potato. Mm-hmm. Like, all in my ear. And, uh, and I have a beard as well, so it's, like, even worse because the smell stays with you. And <laughs> Vish knows it's probably That's nasty Yeah It's like, That's when, you, nasty. It's like when, you, when you get fresh cream on your beard And you yeah. wash it off and it still stinks I was about to say that I was about to say that <laughs> Okay next one Next one guys I can't relate unfortunately Although I probably am getting a few chin hairs Now I'm getting older But uh, <laughs> can't relate sorry See, I, I think I'm getting a few chin hairs What do you guys think? <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's when you when you start getting um, hair growing on your ears. That's when you know you're officially getting old. Yes, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um, Okay. So next one, next remedy. You have to guess which one's right. So remember, Pippa and Vish. You have to say your name first, and whoever's name I hear first. Yeah, Pippa. (laughs) Okay. Okay. What if I say Vish by accident? Could happen. Then I'll answer. Just, just remind yourself your name. My name's and I was about to say Vish. My name's Fuzz. My name's Fuzz. Um, okay. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. So, remedy number two: putting chicken skin 
on your face overnight will make your skin lighter or using three a old uh, three day old yogurt so like three day three day expired yes which one is it putting yogurt old yogurt on your face that is correct I'm definitely winning 2-0 to Pippa hang on how is it 2-0 she didn't even get the first one because you got it wrong you forfeited the point what this is shit rules if you listen back guys I did say this I did say this yeah see this is why I don't play games with fuzz so apparently the lactic acid in the yogurt after it's expired is very high so apparently it lightens your skin tone i'm saying apparently because i don't believe this stuff um so (laughs) you know what we should do people just like put yogurt on their face they like the the sensation of it you know yeah it's the cooling sensation like slimy isn't it yeah you're saying that do you remember do you remember um like slime gunge slime used to get like in a like in a tub yeah, yeah. I actually used to do yeah. that when I was a kid. Just put it in my face. I'm like, I'm a monster, mom. And she's like, piss off. You're a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe my child. He's an idiot. He's an imbecile. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what have I given birth to? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that was like a regret. Um, okay, okay. Now, the next one. So... Which of these is a remedy? Cumin, or people know as jira seeds, um, and washing your face with a juice, or cow dung. Vish! Pepper! Vish, Vish got there before you. Damn it. Damn it's it. the jira juice. Jira juice? Yeah. That is correct. Yes. Yay. Finally got a point. Well yeah, done. Well done, Vish. Thank you. I know you let me have that, Pippa. See, funny thing I is, did, I did. We, <laughs> we actually um, use a lot of jerry in cooking. And a lot we of do. those times, I would never put... I know how it smells and how it tastes. I would never put this stuff on my face, like wash my face Okay, so you would go for option B and put shit on your face? No, I just wouldn't. Well, uh, <laughs> I don't know. Mud pack, you could say it's that. <laughs> I thought when you were thinking that, I thought, oh, no, he's going to say he's done this before as well. Here we go. I was thinking exactly the same. I was looking at his face and I was like, oh, God. Please don't. Shit face. (laughs) That's my superhero. Designer by day, hero by night, shit face. Uh... (laughs) I like the theme tune as well. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the final one. So, which of these is supposedly supposed to give you a light-up complexion? A. Milk and flour. Or B. Eggs. Vish! Pippa! Vish got there again. Eggs! That is... Incorrect! You son of a... What is it? Pippa 3-1 uh, oh, I'm a champion I didn't even do anything I love it <laughs> So apparently Flour If you uh, get some flour uh, Add 3-4 to four tablespoons of milk 
to the powder, make a paste, and then rub it on your face, and then leave it on, and then wash it off. Apparently, it gives you lighter skin. Uh, do you know when I said paste? I just thought of Ross in that episode with the leather trousers. They're still, they're still not coming on, man. And the lotion and the powder have made a paste. <laughs> <laughs> so well oh done, Pippa. You won the quiz. Do you know? Can I just say I actually Thank donated you. two points to Pippa on that because I got two wrong. I did it on purpose because Pippa's like donate forfeit. Thank you. I'm, I'm expecting a crown in the post if that's okay. No worries. You got one of our t-shirts. That's part one. There you go, that's it. I have, thank you very much, <laughs> yes. But well done, Pippa. Yeah, these, there are loads more remedies like these that I've read up on, but I would recommend seeing a dermatologist or your GP before making any drastic uh, changes to your skincare routine. This just literally just reminds me of all those little things in ancient history where they're like, oh, if you like draw lines on your face, it means this. Or if you put a conquest outside, it, it does this. And, you know, all those crazy things that people do and have done yeah. well, for funny. no reason or whatsoever. Funny you say that. We had an episode on superstitions where I talked about one superstition that <laughs> I've been told since I was a kid is that if you go to the loo at the stroke of midnight, apparently you get possessed by a spirit. Yeah, you need to listen to the That's episode. Bonkers. Yeah, you have to listen <laughs> to the. You there's there's so many. <laughs> there's so, there's so many. many. I'm actually, I'm actually going to sit and listen to that episode because I think this is bonkers, and I'm going to literally rip you for everything that is wrong. <laughs> <laughs> you think that's crazy? There's loads more, loads more on there. There um, is. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, what I was going to say is, you know, with the with the whole skin remedies thing. Um, uh, you've probably seen this as well in, in, in India, Pippa. There's, they use a lot of turmeric in water and they put it on themselves to, to lighten their skin. And yeah. this is still happening here in the UK. It, it, we call it Bitti or Maya. Um, and it's used to obviously lighten the skin before a wedding or to make your skin glow. I think we've had like um, weddings where they put it on uh, the groom and the bride. Yeah, and when I was both. a kid, I was very much like disgusted by turmeric because it was used to stain my fingers so anytime like my cousin got married he had turmeric on him and i would just looked at him he's like come here for your ass and just ran off (laughs) that crying face that crying face (laughs) see i perfected it i think that would put me off getting that would put me off getting married altogether i wouldn't want the itchiness you'd be like itching all the time i think wouldn't you (laughs) No, so uh, when I got married, um, I had the option of, of either having it done or not. And because I'm by white bits, it really stains. It's yes. like it, it, it stays there for ages because I've got a vitiligo. And in those particular areas, it just stays yellow. So when my mum my mom was like, just do a little bit, just do a little bit. So I was like, OK, right. So they put a little bit on my leg. Three days later, that yellow stain was still there. Imagine if I did the rest of it look like Homer Simpson <laughs> on my oh wedding day. Oh, my God. Wedding song, there we go, sorted. But honestly, today has been absolutely fantastic. I think I think it's been nice to actually talk to you, Pippa, and it's actually been a real good laugh as well. There's a nice little insight from a different angle of how it is in India. Yeah, because we've only seen it from one side. Uh, of the whole situation whereas of course you've seen it from a western uh, culture background to see colorism yeah it's so lovely talking about it and getting more perspective you know it's it's so nice to kind of understand how other people see things as well like yeah i've really enjoyed today thank you (laughs) 
So no, thank you. Thank you for being our guest. You kicked off the second season. And I can't think of anybody better to kick this season off with. Um, it's been awesome. Oh, it has the been flattery. Great. Thank you. <laughs> flattery gets me everywhere. Oh, it does get me. <laughs> but it's been wicked. You know what? I, I, I didn't know what to expect from, from this conversation as well, because um, we've had guests before. We had one guest before, and we kind of want to keep having more and more guests. But mm-hmm. I didn't know where we were going to go with this and how it will work. And I'll tell you what, I've learned a lot from you, Pippa, mm-hmm. um, especially from your angle and how, how it's been for you in India and what you've seen. Yes. Because I think people do tend to forget, especially us. I mean, me, be, me, me being an Indian guy in an Indian culture, I do tend to forget that this still exists and I hear it. And sadly, what does tend to happen, you go into autopilot mode and you think it's okay. I mean, obviously I call it out now, but there has been times in the past where I've heard and just thought nothing of it. But I'm glad that other people are noticing this because it does need to be stomped out because this is a serious topic. And especially with people like the dancer who was who don't want to go any further because because she's dark skinned, that shouldn't happen. Exactly. That shouldn't happen. Yeah. So it's, it's yeah. good that people are noticing it who are not from that culture. Yeah. And we yeah. And we have to try and we have to request everybody who's listening to this that if you do see anybody being judged by the shade of their skin uh, or being a victim of colorism, please speak out. That person might not be able to speak out because they are the ones who are being discriminated against, but you can. Yep. Speak out. Yeah. And that can make all the difference. And usually you will find that yeah, the people that are... Yeah, and times are changing. Mm-hmm. They are. And I think we, now that we're speaking about it a lot more, it's better, it's easier for people to actually stand up and say, hang on a minute, this, that's mm-hmm. not right. And I have to also say, guys, if you haven't watched it already, go on to Amazon Prime. Yes, watch it! Find a show, Shaitan <laughs> The link will be in the description of this podcast. And watch it, because honestly, you're going to thank me later. It is so bloody funny. Um, it's a good laugh, yeah. yeah. It is a good laugh, and uh, <laughs> we hope you have a successful shoot uh, in India. Uh, when do you go? Is it? Thank you. Uh, I'll start shooting on the tenth, so I'll be there probably from about the fifth or sixth. Oh, you'll have to send us pictures yeah. and keep us up to date. Yeah. Obviously, with what you can. <laughs> Thank you so so much for having me, you guys. I've had so much fun. Oh, so, oh, so have we. So Thank so you so much, Pippa. Thank and we we'll wish you the best going forward and keep in touch with us yeah i will yes you too thank you Cheers. thank you for listening to the shaded podcast i'm foz i'm pippa and i'm vish and guys that is a wrap Woo! Woo! yay Thank you for listening to The Shaded Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at The Shaded Podcast for the latest updates.